the KMM Movie Review. All right, well, we've got four movies. This is a four movie review. We're back. I know we were gone a while, but we're back. Because we were gone for a little bit. We mm-hmm. were. Especially if you listen so to the movie So this is three reviews. weeks worth of movies. Yeah. <clears throat> Although two of those weeks we only went to one movie. There was nothing out, bro. There was nothing coming out, y'all. There was stuff we could have seen. Yeah. There wasn't anything that was like of particular interest. Mm-hmm. And we don't get any requests for reviews. So if y'all want something, tell we us do, an email. We do. Really, we, we watch what we're excited for or... What's like out and relatively popular, I guess. Yeah. Or what we think may think is interesting. I was interested in all of these movies. <clears throat> the one I was least interested in, probably Rambo. Oh, yeah, uh, for uh, sure. Yeah, agreed. For sure. <laughs> Most interested in mm. Hustlers. Wow. That, I, I, I did, did want to watch it, though. Hey, let's tell how this movie works for our new listeners. Yes. So we each give a rating from a one to ten or a zero to ten scale. That's based on our own personal biases, basically. Um, basically, it's how we enjoyed the movie is our scale there for the zero to ten, and we do decimals in between, mm-hmm. and then we do a watch it now. A wait for it to be like a rent or wait for Netflix to, streaming, yeah, wait for it to something like that. Then a skip it, which is just you know, who really cares? Don't watch it if it's free on. It's like playing on a cable or something. Go ahead and watch it there, or the creme de la creme, <laughs> the garbaggio creme de la creme. That's the ones that were just like this is this is so bad. Mm-hmm. No one should watch it. That's just bad. Sometimes we like to give the garbagios and make fun of it and say we that you should watch well, it. And the, the, the two scores are not like you know tied together. Yeah, you like could have a two movie, but a watch it now because it's so terrible. You yeah. need to watch it. Or you could have a movie that gets a nine and be like skip, skip it. it, or just. You know, I don't know if we've done we, that where it's I a high score and you have a garbage. Uh, no. You did for um, uh, the what's the name of that movie? So uh, one of the summer, ones this year? summer, midsummer. Mid-summer? You gave it like an eight, but you said, "Did I give it a garbage?" Though no, I thought you said I, skip it. You said skip it. I think oh. you just because you said the average person wouldn't be able to appreciate it. Yeah, you gave it an eight. But yeah, you, I, I yeah. feel like you did give a skip. It. We need to start tracking our <laughs> skip it and stuff. Like we need Next to make year. a drop down. Next for year, twenty twenty. Yeah, it's a 2020 initiative here at the KMN. So, yeah, I, I think that scoring system is fair because, you know, we can let you know quality-wise what we think the movie is, but whether it's worth it's all on our own scale. Yeah. yeah. Like, generally, Mike, well, I'll go off. I'll, I'll just give mine. Mm-hmm. Mine is more based on my, my number scale is based on enjoyability overall. It's not necessarily based solely on like, oh, I thought this was like a really well-made movie, but I didn't really enjoy it, but I'm going to give it a high score anyway. If I didn't enjoy it, but I thought it was a high score or a, a well-made movie, 
I'll give it like a mid tier score, and then I'd say like a like skip it or something like that. Well, well sorry to bother you. What yeah, I want my coworkers to watch it. Good. I was, I was talking. Was I was talking that up on Friday. <laughs> I was like, it's hilarious. So that's Skip-y-dee-dee-dee-dee. my that's my <laughs> rating. I think mine is like the number score is more tied to the quality of the movie, and then the uh, watch it, skip it, whatever. That is like the enjoyability that I had with the movie. Yeah, I think mine would be more the reverse of that. Yeah, keep that in mind. What about you, Frank? Uh, number, when I think of the number rating, I'm going off, like, how will it, I don't know, it's like a combination, I guess. Like, for freaking, uh. Godzilla. <laughs> you gave yeah, it a I 10, I think. Oh, bro, I gave it a An nine. asterisk. <laughs> nine, nine. nine asterisks. Uh-huh. And I gave it a watch it now. Oh. Huh? Wait, where is. Godzilla. Gojira. 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 I watched it way before. Yeah, it's before Midsummer, bro. It came out in the summer, bro. There it is. Oh, nine and a half. My bad. <laughs> 9.5. But that's a 9.5 asterisk. Yeah. Whoa, bro. Whoa. Ours were six, six, six and a six. Oh, bro. Using them devil numbers, dog. It would have so, been 666. No. So Frank's is, a, I guess, a mixture of, of both. Yeah. Maybe his number reflects directly what he would want. You know, maybe usually if I give a ten, it's gonna be a watching now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, every night, like Predator, oh, that was nuts. That was a two. <laughs> oh. It might be a watching now. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes the score may also depend on like if if the movie deserves to be seen in a theater yes. setting. Yes, for sure. Which, like, we we try to take setting into this as well. Yeah, but we'll we'll mention that in the review. All right, yeah. let's, let's let's keep going. Let's go. Too much for you newbies out there. All right, first movie that we watched, well, Frank and I watched. Mike did not make this one. Mm-mm. I was the only one that watched all four of these movies. Was It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2 is the continuation of It, where they are the all the children from the Losers Club are now adults. <laughs> They're coming back <laughs> Losers Club to Derry to finish the fight well, with Pennywise. Well, we tell them our experience first or watching experience. All right, yeah, we can go ahead and say that. So we saw this in IMAX. My, you think, you're yeah. thinking, oh, my God, these guys seen it in the best possible quality, right? You guys must be balling using this IMAX. Movie. First off, AM, AMC Stubbs A-List makes it so easy to see quality films. They're not paying us for this. No, but they aren't. I, but I, I always, it really does. Like You get IMAX and Dolby for uh, included as a I part of the it. subscription. I'm, I'm always it. shilling it out. I'm like... To people, I'm like, you guys, you like, you watch it, movies? It's worth it. I'm like, hey, 20 bucks a month to watch me movies a week. It's worth it. So it's worth it. We, we hadn't done IMAX ever in the time that we've had this. The theater that had the IMAX, because the timing worked out best for, for Frank and I. So we're like, all right, let's just go ahead and do IMAX. We figured, you know, they recently renovated this whole theater, changed it into like a dine-in one. So all the theaters had nice seats and everything. And their Dolby was way bigger than the one that we normally go to. So we go there. This theater was straight out of like the late 90s, early 2000s. Just the carpet was kind of peeled up. The padding on the walls was peeling up. The seats were like you're touching elbows. Like you couldn't help it. You were sitting right next to each other. Like 
if anything, the angle of the seat was like slightly tilted forward. So you, you just pretty uncomfortable seats. It's like all the, the horror stories that you think of whenever you go to a theater. That's what this really was. I mean, it wasn't like rat infested or anything like that, but <laughs> sticky floors. Uh, it, I mean, the problem was just how there was no separation between seats. Not at all. Like there was no like, okay, these two seats are coupled together mm-hmm. and then there's like a bigger spit. No, this is like you're sitting next to him, bro. <laughs> Sit next like, to him. You're at a wedding and the seats are too close. The, the yeah, chairs are too close. That's basically what it was. Yeah, it was um it was it's not great. When I walked into a theater, like I came, the screen looked amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. But I turned. Well, it's just bigger, right? It's bigger. So and it's taller? it's taller. It's not it's not any wider. Like Dolby is wider and taller than normal, but not as tall as IMAX. And then Dolby has the Atmos sound if the movie is mastered for Atmos, whereas IMAX just uses like higher quality audio, but still five one surround or five two, whatever they however many subs they want. To it looked it. good, noticeably. But then, bro. I, I step. I'm like, all right, what row am I in? Look at my phone. I turn, bro. Uh, oh, no. No, 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 bro. No, no, no. I'll never go back. I will never watch an IMAX film again if that's a theater, ever. I mean... Like the one at another, like North Park, I've been to that one, and that one was way nicer. Like normal seats? Yeah. Well, for the time. I haven't been recently. That was like a few years ago. bro. I mean, these were like velvety, stained. Straight from the the 90s. We'll post a picture on our Instagram. Yikes. (laughs) It wasn't great. It brought back memories of old, dirty theaters. Like I used to go to some dollar theaters in Houston every now and then. Spell like you would be murdered in there. Yeah. Guaranteed. What the fuck? Anyway. I heard movie theaters are just not a good experience. It's like Houston the crowd. Theaters? Yeah. I heard there's like certain ones like don't go to that one. Well, I don't. I never had any like particularly negative experiences. Keith wouldn't know. <clears throat> I mean, I went to a lot of movies whenever I was living in Houston. But Well, he was, he stuck to his side of town. I went all over. Come on, Keith. Someone farted again. God. It's Frank over here. If you listen to the Wednesday podcast, <laughs> you'll hear all about these disgusting farts and the <laughs> breaking of the Geneva Convention is happening leaking right now. out of Frank. Anyway. Hey, it, y'all wanted it. I it, told you. First time polluting my body all week. It, it had adverse effects. It Chapter 2. That's the movie we're, we're talking about here. Mm. God uh, bless. <laughs> God bless America. I... I'm going to give this a, I'll, I'll say a 7.5. And I'd say, uh, I'd say a wait for it. Huh. Seven. Seven. Wait for it. Wait for it. All right. Not as good as the first one, for sure. It was not. and I For think sure. It, it had to be that way. Like, I feel like it, one of them was going to be weaker strictly because one of them had to have the adult and children's cast yeah and the fact that the first one was so self-contained but only had like their experience as children like that helped it to flow really well but because of the way that the book is written and the story is told they have like 
these flashbacks. From what I understand, moments. it's basically like every other chapter pretty much is mm-hmm. jumping back and forth between them being kids and adults so that you get all the information that you need from them experiencing something as children to then inform what is about to happen to them as an adult, but kind of a different perspective for them because they've had 27 years to, you know, figure out what they are, who they are as people. You don't really get that with this because hey, like this point right here, spoiler alert, gay. Oh, that was who? The one with the glasses, the funny, the funny one. Richie. Oh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader's character. Okay. Um, find out he's gay at the very end. At the very end. And his he's, lover he's gets killed Eddie. at the beginning. <laughs> no, what? He's, he's gay for Eddie. Is this like a book? Yeah, Eddie's thing? the one that dies at the beginning, right? He doesn't die in the beginning. He who's dies Eddie? at the end. He's the one who gets killed oh, by okay, Pennywise yeah, yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um Who's Eddie? Stanley is the one who dies at the beginning. No, Eddie, no, guy. I'm talking about the gay guy who's no, killed in the beginning. No. Who's that guy? That that that's completely unrelated. Oh, okay. That's I just, just thought, to I show. Thought, yeah. Like apparently in the book, there's like this whole buildup of like the town is basically just this like regressive mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. The, the book is set in the 50s. The movies are set in the 80s, and yeah. then the beginning starts days. out with a gay couple just getting beat. Hey, and then thrown into hey, a did river. You like the, did you like the audience reaction when the two guys started kissing? It was like a audible, like, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah, it it's, it was kind of uh, just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's what Was this, it like a normal, was it like a normal kiss no, or was it like it was over like, the top? It, was it wasn't kiss. over the top. It, was, uh, it wasn't normal, though. It wasn't like a little peck. It was like. No. I mean, it was like a, a, like normal, a normal, like make loving. Out. Make out. Like, I wouldn't say make out level. Oh. No. It like, was, it's not it's like, like we saw like. It would be. No, no, no. But you just saw like. Whoa, bro. He just showed me his tongue, bro. It was. It was. It was a full on. It was kiss. a passionate kiss. Yes. Okay. Passionate. Right. And it was meant to inflame the people that hey, were hating bro, them. All the people in the theater, just like, oh, yeah. Damn. I'm surprised they didn't see like someone standing and be like, oh, get your gay agenda out of my movie. That sounds like some gay agenda going hey, on. Hey, but then they were happy the next few scenes, bro, because them gays got beat. Oh, they got beat was by cheering? a crowd. They got beat by a crowd of dairy residents. Uh-huh. And then one, like a few of them, threw. The most flamboyantly gay one uh-huh. into the river, and then he was like drowning. Boyfriend goes down to try to get him, and then Pennywise saves him. Saves him, and he like gets picked up. It's like, oh, thank you. And then like the boyfriend comes down, sees Pennywise, and then you just see Pennywise like turn into a monster, bite his neck off, just, and then just like carries him away. Okay, and that's it. Never and a whole bunch of balloons come guy. out. Mm. Yeah, and that's the start of it, chapter two. I feel uh, the problem I had with the <laughs> second one is it was ridiculous. So I, I ridiculous. kind of I feel like they were doing that on purpose. Remember, I didn't watch this. Even movie, the CG, so was I don't know. Like, what this is not good about. CG. I mean, the CG was fine, but it, it was meant to be over the top. Lo- yeah, but it looked like too cartoony. Well, I feel like that they did that on purpose because the visuals they pushed them to be like as ridiculous as possible. And what are you talking about? Like Hellboy kind of looking like ooh, no, this looks weird. Like what's huh? like cartoony? Dude. Well, it's like him turning into monster. No, that's the no, part? He, or, no. So like the very first thing that happens, it's ridiculous compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. They they all meet up after the twenty seven years. Like uh, what's his name? Uh, it turns out nobody can remember what happened there. What's the black guy's name? Uh, where's he at? Is it Mike? Isaiah Mustafa? Mike H- Hanlon. Yeah. yeah, Mike. Up, 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 right there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so it, it turns out that 
all the other characters except for Mike have left. Uh, freaking uh, Richie, he's um, a co- big comedian, stand up comedian. Yeah, uh, Beverly's in a abusive relationship similar to her father bill the fat one he's like a no bill's the leader okay bill the leader he's a uh he's he's the um surrogate for stephen king he's a writer who writes movies and everyone hates his yeah 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 and he's uh he's like out shooting a movie or directing a movie or helping with the movie. Mike uh, still lives in Derry. Yeah. Ben is like a big time business guy. Like his house is nuts. Like, like, and he's like probably ripped. a billionaire. Yeah. Jacked up. Just he went from fat to yo. Who is he though? He was the little he's fat, fat one. The chubby one. Oh, go to Ray Ryan. Or Jay Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> what does this guy look like? Oh, just some random guy. He actually like well, looks like the little kid too. He was. He's been in some stuff. Never saw it. But. Yeah, it's not. He's not like some big name actor. Okay. Like nobody in this, ex- with the exception of Jessica Chastain uh, and James McAvoy. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. These he's are the a, three biggest names. He's uh, Richie. He's a comedian, mm-hmm. big comedian. And then uh, Eddie is like a risk analyst. Yeah, a risk analyst for an insurance company. Stanley. And we don't. It never really gets into Stanley that he kills himself at the beginning of the movie. Slits <laughs> those wrists. Slits his wrists and that. Like, like right after Mike calls him. Yeah, Mike starts. Slit. Mike ca- calls them all. Because he's the only one. He still isn't there, so he still remembers it. Mm-hmm. And, like, he calls him. And then it's like, uh, hey, like, you need to come back. Because they had made a promise. Like, you need to come back, like, to Derry. Now's the time. Now's it. But nobody, like, they all can't, like, they all go back. And they, they remember, like, they feel like they, but they can't remember, like, why the fuck are we going back? And, like, uh, what's her face? Scroll down. Just Homegirl. Yeah, bro. Like, you're watching her. And, boy, she goes... It goes zero to one hundred real quick. Her boyfriend just starts trying to beat her ass. Or her uh, husband. He doesn't try. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He just beat her ass. Punches her right in the face. Why? Because she's like, she gets up in the middle of the night to pack a bag to go to dairy, mm-hmm. and then she's like doing all that, trying to be quiet. We think maybe oh, she's just not trying to wake him up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like a real nice house. Yeah, and then he like pops up. He's like, hey. Where are you going? Yeah. She's and like, at oh, first, it's just... not that weird. She's like, what's going on? And then she's like, oh, blah, blah. And then he leave. Like, like stops her. And then it's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, who are you going to fuck? Or something like that. Uh-huh. He just like throws that out there. Sometimes he's like, what? I'm not meeting anybody like that. I'm not doing anything. And then he just like, I think he takes his belt off and starts beating, beating her, her, with, her it. with it. And then he like punches her in the face. God, dog. <laughs> yeah. And then he like. Like gets on top of her and it looks like he's like he's about, about to, to rape her, her or something. Like he's about to rape her. Like I'm about to. And then she like smashes him in the head with something, so she runs away. She walks so out. Yeah, that's foreplay. You mean? Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, anyways, after that, they all meet up because Mike is like, "It's back." Uh-huh. And they meet up at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where like this is the first scene of ridiculousness is like they're, they're all having fun kind of cutting up you know like oh mm-hmm. you know we had fun as kids right mm-hmm. and because none of them really can remember the terrible things that happened to them mm-hmm. as kids then they like start to remember that and they're like hey where's stanley like he was one of the group mm-hmm. and then which one was stanley he was he was the, the, the like kind of long-faced looking one taller oh, the yeah, quiet yeah. one he was definitely the most quiet up there uh, wyatt olaf olaf okay yeah, this one he was the one with that was. Uh, he really doesn't like. He had the bandage on his head. Yeah, oh, from, okay. like he's not of the movie. He's not the one that broke his arm. Oh, okay. He's not. Uh, I remember him now. Yeah, he was the quiet one. The Jewish one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the Jewish, he's a Jewish one. Yes, one. With the painting. 
Um, but they start to remember that. Then, like, they get a bowl of fortune cookies and they like open them. They're all single words. They're all single words. They like finally figure out what the order is supposed to be, and it's like, um, I guess Stanley couldn't make it or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then like a weird baby's head like rolls out of one of the rolls out of the bowl of the fortune cookies and it just baby's starts head. crying. Yes. And then it like turns into a monster and starts walking around and like other like little monster things start flying out of huh? and they all look crazy. They like, look nuts. Like I Cartoonish. actually really enjoyed the the design of all these creatures. Like they looked crazy. Looked like, it looked like monsters from Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. Just uh, what? I'll see if I can find some pictures of it. Real quick. Just like, oh um, my God. So it looked ridiculous, but I think it plays into what the movie is trying to do, which is that Pennywise realizes that he can't just scare them the way he normally scares people by just like kind of popping out and being a creepy clown god. Mm-hmm. He realizes that they are not as weak as the other people that he normally would kill. And he's trying to like take everything over the top. And oftentimes it just comes across as kind of funny. Mm. Like this movie is actually really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause every time he's trying to scare them, the stuff tends to come out as just being like overly ridiculous and becomes funny. Uh, especially because like they aren't really reacting to it as if they are scared. They're just kind of like freaked out initially and they're like, Oh, Hey, this is Pennywise just doing Pennywise stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be normal about this. So they keep their, they just start beating their the wits hell out about of the them. table, bro. Just start just beating the hell out of it. And then like the waitress comes and she's like, Oh, uh, do you want your check? Just, and they're just like, uh, they turn back and look, they just destroyed the whole, they're in like in a little party room, just destroyed the whole room. So they were fighting back. Yeah, they were like smashing the table trying to kill all these little monsters. Could other people see the monsters? Nope. No. Only they them. They weren't real, bro. I guess there aren't any pictures of it yet. Are you sure to check YouTube? <laughs> for the... Um, for them leaks. <sighs> them leaks. And then so after that, now they... I'm not going to let the... This is just a reaction thing, probably. Yeah, doesn't see if he has any images in here. Doesn't look like it. Hello. And so what once that happens, now they're like, all right, now we remember? Yeah, for the most part they remember uh at that point and then um they all go into their own individual like Yeah, like they have to go get their own token. Token, yeah, to sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice to do this ritual. <laughs> the ritual of Ood, what was it? Yeah. Some late Mike finds out. Chud. Chud. Yeah, Chud. Mike, Mike finds out that like where Pennywise was a monster that crashed on the planet on a meteor. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. He's an alien. Yeah, and he's then so, so then he's like, yeah, like this Indian group had found a way to seal him away. We have to perform this ritual. I got the container, but we all have to go get our token. So they first they go get uh, Stanley's token. Which was just a, like some head a shower covers, cap. yeah, shower caps to protect them from spiders getting in their hair while they were in their little underground fortress. And that's when it starts to jump back and forth between like them as kids because we didn't. Ever, I don't think we ever saw yeah. that whenever in the first. How movie. was the token determined? It's like something that was important to them as a child that, um, like Pennywise ultimately like took away from them, oh, basically. Okay. Yeah, so like for Bill, it was the the little. 
paper boat that his brother was playing with whenever he got murdered. Okay. Yeah. And then for uh, for uh, Ben, it was his uh, letter that. Oh yeah. His letter that he had written to Homegirl. No, that was. Um, oh, that Beverly's. was hers. Okay. Jessica what was Chastain. his? His was. Uh, I don't even remember what his was. Oh, his was. Uh, his yearbook page oh yeah his yearbook page that she had signed and then for uh richie it was his glasses was it his glasses no it was a token from that oh a uh, token from his <coughs> video game place yeah th- like an arcade where, you start, to a where they show like his gay scene bro. that was like the first time that i guess he realizes he was gay like he was playing uh Street Fighter, Street Fighter or something he with somebody. No, he was can. playing somebody, and then he's like, "Oh, hey, well, it, if you want to oh, play." What, what happened is they show. If you remember in the original movie, where after Homeboy breaks his arm, they get in a fight and they like split up. Mm-hmm. It shows like what they were doing when they were split up. That's yeah. where they have to go okay. back to get their token, like during that time. Yeah. So like some kid, like he's like, "Hey, you want to play again? You know, I'll put in another token. We can play together again. You know, this was fun." And then the guy's like, whoa, I didn't know that this town had homos in it. Like, starts making fun of him. And then, like, that bully guy who killed his dad and then those other people with the mullet, he, like, comes in. He's like, oh, we don't like gays around here. And in the beginning, you see that he's alive at the end. Like, they kicked him down that. Put him in an insane asylum. Yeah, put him in an insane asylum. So, but Pennywise breaks him out. With his zombie friend who he yeah, killed. His zombie friend that zombie. drives that drives his car from high school. Zombie driver, bro. Just, just tongue tongues hanging out. Just, yeah, because yeah, basically Pennywise will take the form of whoever like someone feels kind of comfortable with. Uh-huh. So like he'll trick people by using forms that they're familiar with. And for that crazy guy, it's just like, oh, I remember my friend from back then. So but he's like, the but he knows he's dead. Uh-huh. So, oh, and then for uh, he gets his knife back that he murdered everybody with. For Eddie, his uh, his token was his inhaler that he had mm. as a kid. Hey, and, and uh, this what's guy? his face? Man, he looks he exactly, exactly like. like the kid, dude. Hilarious, bro. Go down, scroll down. Like he looks just from. like the kid. Like it, it, like, pull honestly, it the casting. Type in Eddie. Is like, that the kid from uh, Eddie Cast Marvel or whatever? Uh, Captain Marvel. No, um, Shazam. Shazam. There Shazam. We go. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, like it was like Ben looked close because of the eyes. Like it was, it was stark. James Ronson. No. Okay. Oh, this is like the. That's the ones that the kids picked. Here's the actual like. Look at that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like it's even more like once they actually do him up in the movie, like yeah. he looks almost exactly like you could be like, yeah, that's what this so is. So Mike stayed, and then he was just like doing research. Yeah, and shit. he was like doing research, remembering. He never left, and then he started like, oh, pe- missing. Missing cases started to come up, and he's like, they're back. Hey, bro. And then uh, it jumps to a scene where, like, this little girl, sweet little girl, sweet, sweet mm-hmm. as a button, bro. Mm-hmm. She has, like, Just, a little mark on her face. She had a birthmark, a so her skin was, like, purple in one spot on her face. And you had seen her at the beginning, right, for something. You see her before oh, yeah. that scene. Yeah. but it's at the fair or something. Yeah, the fair. And then it goes back to her with her mom at, like, a baseball game. And... uh like she runs into Pennywise, 
And you think she's smart, bro, because she's like, oh, I'm just learning. She's like, well, you're a stranger, so I don't know you. Or like he's like, uh, he tries to do the, well, you know my name, so you know me. And then she says something smart like, just because I know your name doesn't mean you're a stranger. Mm-hmm. And like she starts to walk away. And then he like basically coaxes her back in by saying, oh, let's do eats her ass. Eats her. Fucking kills her, dude. Eats her ass? <laughs> oh, dude. Eats all of her. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because like he's like, you know, he points out her her mark on her face and he's like, you know, people make fun of me too because I have, because I look different. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, really? Well, you know, I'll be friends with you because yeah. and he's like, people I also can, make fun of I me. I can and get rid like, of that mark on your face. Oh, yeah. So then he's like, yeah, he's how like, far into the off. movie do we see the the creepy lady scene? Uh, that's when that, she's going that's for, that's token. for her token. Oh, so she okay. gets her little love note that was written mm-hmm. by Ben here. So it's about an hour in. Okay. And um, yeah, so that was she was one of the first ones to get her token. So then they, they all do that. And then Bill, James McAvoy. Hey, dude. And that thing that comes out to her looks insane. Yeah, it's like it's thing. it's a giant like saggy boob lady. Yeah, like floppers, bro. <laughs> floppers. Like yeah. she's probably like ten feet tall. Yeah. Oh shit. Like extremely looks long crazy. arms and legs. Looks cartoonish. Just uh huh. But yeah, like they they. It's one of those things where he's like playing. Hey, bro, up but you everything. see the similarity in the eyes. Uh, yeah. But uh, then Bill's like, oh, whenever he got his token, he like sees a kid who now lives in the house that he grew up in. And he's like saying, all right, you got to stay away from this. You got to convince your parents to leave. Like you need to get away from this town. Uh, you'll die otherwise. And the kid just like seems like he's like, oh, this is a crazy man. You know, I need to stay away. Nah, bro. But then, then the kid's like, I hear voices. Yeah. He's like, because like, he's like, if you ever, he's like, no, never go near this uh, drain hole. Because uh-huh. uh, that's the one that his little brother died in. He's like, oh, so you hear voices from there? And he's like. You see James McAvoy being like, oh, this is crazy. This kid thinks I'm insane. He's like, mm. I hear him coming from my my bathroom sometimes. Ooh. And he's like, what kind of voice? He's like, kids mostly, sometimes a clown. Uh, and then he's like, you got to leave. Like, you, no matter what, you have to convince your parents like, to leave. Freaks the kid out. And the kid's like, I'm going to the fair. So mm. then the kid goes to the fair. Then Bill's like, oh, no, I got to go to the fair now. Cause, like, so, a so you remember the scene where down. he's like, the kid's like, they're in the mirror. Yeah. And then that kid, that's the kid that, yeah. So he he gets it there. He's like, guess what? Kicking the the window. Pennywise murders his ass right in front of him. (laughs) See blood splatter all over the the window. All right. So what happens at the end? We know the big end scene is the one. They kill Pennywise. I mean, like, because in the original, he turns into that spider. He turns into a a spiderish clown. He has a clown body, upper body. Mm -hmm. He has a bunch of Yeah, spider clown legs. So he's like and a spider like wearing sharp. like clown. Well, okay. Well, clothes? first, first they do the <sighs> ritual, and then it turns out Mike had lied to them. Like the Indians had tried to do that before, failed. They all died, and so it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, "Fuck!" So then they're basically running from him, right? Uh, it's not really any of these. Nope, none of those. I mean, it's kind of like this. Mm, but he has his normal body. Yeah. Like, he's wearing clown clothes. He has so. like his regular head up here. Mm. And he's wearing his clown clothes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not as ridiculous as most of these. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, 
so then they're like, oh, snap. Like, it just didn't work. Uh, homeboy gets uh, stabbed by one of the things. Just, just ugh. They all get split up and sent into, like, I guess their own personal nightmare. Yeah, like he's trying to separate them and scare <laughs> them again. Kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ultimately all come back together. Um <laughs> Eddie like has this pipe because like he freaked out through part of it. Like um he's basically just like backs up into a corner whenever like Pennywise turns uh, like Stanley's head, like little kid Stanley, uh, into like a little spider and it like is trying to eat him. Basically <laughs> it, it's like overpowering them. Like Bill is trying to save uh one of the other people from getting just like munched to death by mm-hmm. this little spider head. It was disturbing. And he's just like backed into a corner, like he can't do anything, so he freaks out and then he like carries this little uh pole with him and he's like, Oh, maybe he's like this is probably useless and they're like, Well, it'll protect you if you believe in it. So then he comes out, like throws the spear at Pennywise whenever um uh, Bill Hader, like, gets locked in the, what are those, those called? The dead eyes? Oh, yeah. just The dead oh, lights. Oh, so yeah. those three little things, like, because he runs out. He's like, yeah, we beat Pennywise, like, because they all got out of their individual nightmares. And then he just, like, Pennywise just immediately just, burr, and then he just, like, goes completely limp. Mm. Just, like, standing there, gets lifted up by the dead lights. And then Eddie throws the the thing like in his mouth and that like hurts him. He like falls back. Is that whenever he like impales himself on the meteorite mm-hmm. wreck? So like Pennywise impales himself on the meteorite wreck. Cause it's like a bunch of sharp rocks coming off of it. And then Eddie like, is like, Oh yeah, we won. And then just stab, stab like right in the chest. So then just he picks like, him up. Just, oh. So then they all come over to where Pennywise is like, down on the ground, and then they're able to kill him. No, they try and get him out. They get him first, and then they pull him down to that, remember that hole? I think. Yeah, and they're like, we got to get him out of here. We got to get him out of here. So then, like, he's, like, trying to bust into that hole, and they, like, crawl around or something like that. Yeah, they go around. Ultimately, they're able to kill him. Yeah, ultimately, they get to the point where they're, like, tell him they're not afraid, or, like, you got to turn, make him turn into... Like his true form. Yeah, or something like and that. And it's like this little thing. And then they're able to like get his heart. It's a little thing. It's like yeah, a he's little... like a kind of small creature. Mm. Kind of like if you remember Envy from mm, Full yeah. Metal Alchemist. Okay, yeah. Similar kind of thing to that. But they're able to like get his heart and then they're able to kill him. Yeah, because I forgot what they tell him. Like, yeah, we're not scared of you. And then he starts like transforming into the different things that had scared him not working then he just keeps getting smaller and smaller they're like you're just uh he's like that you are or oh they figure out like he is what they believe he is so yeah. they're just like you're a little bitch like, so you're scared yeah yeah like, basically you're nothing you're tiny so and then they're like, able oh. to kill him and yeah and then they grab his heart and he still like, dies oh. and then they just crush it just oh. and then like the whole room starts to collapse at their it's literally the noise he makes oh <laughs> and then oh. They kind of show a little bit of like the ending stuff, like after. So, like, um, Beverly and Ben, Mike, ben end up oh, together. Um, Mike finally moves away from Derry. 
What about Bill? Bill haters. Except that he's gay. What about Bill? Bill just goes back to his yeah, movie he was writing life. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah. He goes back to his movie he writing life. He made out life. with Homegirl, but he was married. Mm. Cheating, huh? It's really just. He's it. dead. He's dead. Eddie and Stanley died. Yeah, Stanley had killed him. And the reason he killed himself was because he knew he'd compromise a group if he showed up. Yeah. So, so he's like, himself. I knew if we weren't all together in this, that he would ultimately be able to separate us and kill us and we'd all lose. And he just continued doing what he does. So I removed myself from the board so that you guys would be stronger together. Yeah. And then it turns like, out. Because he knew like he'd be scared or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He knew he wouldn't be able to stand up to him. Hmm. And then Jessica Chastain. Uh, turns out she's uh, an oracle. Like, well, because she saw, so whenever she got hit with the deadlights, whenever she was, you know, a little girl, like apparently he was showing her like their future. Mm-hmm. So she saw all the ways that they were supposed to die. If Pennywise stayed alive. So she saw that uh, Stanley kills himself. And uh, so like they play, a, they show a little bit of that and she's like, oh yeah, I've, I've seen how we're all supposed to die. Yeah, because so, some of them were like, let's just leave. Let's just leave because we forget and like we were fine. And then mm-hmm. she's like, if we leave, we're not going to live that long because we're so like, he'll come and kill us. Like, mm-hmm. So we have to kill him or he'll kill us. Mm-hmm. So she's like, because I know the Stephen King books are like all part of one big universe. Yeah. yeah so man. Pennywise is like a <laughs> some kind of god. Like he was one of the ones that was there for creation, apparently within the, like the Stephen King mythos. So he's like a billion, multi-billion-year-old being mm-hmm. that just so happened to end up hello, on Earth. Hello. It's like the whole. Hello. I think it's the either the universe or just the planet is on the back of like a giant turtle within the Stephen King yeah. mythos. It's it's all weird. I don't know enough about it. I haven't read all of his books or anything. But Stephen King does have a cameo in it. When's that next movie come out? Uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. That's November. Okay. I think it's that first week in November. But uh, Stephen King oh, has look, a little cameo. We were like right on the dot. Yeah. Like it's like legit the seven. Like yeah, yeah it's, first it's one was for sure better. Definitely better than the first one. But okay. The second one, like they they do go overboard with a lot of stuff. But I think it's meant to work within. Like they are adults and they recognize that they're not they're not being scared the same way that they were whenever they were kids. Mm. Like this is definitely not like a I would say true horror movie. Like the first yeah. one was a lot more horror. Mm. All right, all right, moving on. So there's that. Hustlers. This Hustlers. is a movie about a bunch of strippers. Well, what do you think the movie's about? Uh, somebody who needs a lot of money. So they start extorting rich men for their money. Oh. Kind of true. So ultimately, it's these strippers that band together after the crash of 2008. Mm-hmm. To well, it was there. There, there was a time period where they were all making buku bucks. I mean, right? this is just like the quick, quick version. Mm-hmm. The go, cliff notes. Go into more detail here in a bit. But after the 2008 crash, they band together to basically drug and then steal the identity of a bunch of wealthy um, Wall Street guys. And then they ultimately get caught because someone gets a little too greedy. 
That's the gist of it overall. So Hustlers, let's start with Mike, who, asterisk here, has a bias because he is like madly in love with J-Lo. Madly. It's not that. I, yes. just, I just think she's no. really a it's very good looking, almost 50-year-old. But uh, this is a 11 out of 10. <laughs> 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 All right, let's see. What, is, what, what are you going to give this? An 8.5. 8.5. Whoa, whoa, brother. 8.5 out of 10. And? um, I'd say wait for it. Wait for it. All right. I'm going to give this a 7. And I'll say skip it. So, now into more detail. Like Mike give was saying. Give me the deets. Uh, it starts out in 2006 or 2007. Yeah. Basically, J-Lo's like the big time stripper at this club. Constance Wu. Uh, She's the new girl. New girl at this club. She worked for like five years at some other club. Uh, but this one was supposed to have like more high-end clientele. So she just started there. Um, so she gets taken under J-Lo's wing. Because she ain't, she ain't doing the moves, yeah, bro. She's, she's not. She's not very good. In the beginning, she's showing her like not getting paid and stuff. Yeah. Like, she's like walking up to the guy. She's like, hey, well, you guys want to dance? And the guy's like, oh, no. you know, just At the away. very beginning, because I've been to a few strip clubs in my life. Not a lot, but a few. About 50. Um, but, like, I was at, I just watching the beginning. I'm like, yeah, this is like. This is a strip club? This is, I like, this is, this, this is like authentic. Why don't you go ahead and show everybody your announcer voice coming to the stage everyone we got constance woo quality right there quality um give it up for destiny <laughs> that was her name that was constance woo's name give it up for carol she's got two kids <laughs> and a mortgage uh, <laughs> So that's how the movie starts as unsuccessful Constance Wu getting taken under J-Lo's wing. They start, you know, really vibing on each other. They're doing well together. They're making a lot of money together. And then also Cardi B is assisting with Constance Wu's evolution. But Cardi, like, B was, Cardi B was like in like what five scenes? Yeah, she was sitting five, but she it was good. Like, I mean, she, she played funny. Cardi B. Yeah, no, so it was like funny. the first night, like Constance Wu like She's walks going, up, Aah. she like walks over to some guy that like Cardi B was uh, kind of around, and well, then, they were. She was like on one of the stages, and then the guy was like sitting, like looking. Yeah, up. Constance Wu was like coming over to try to get him to do like a personal dance or something. A lap and then, dance. Like, uh, Cardi B grabs Constance Wu by the hair and like pulls her over. She's like, "This is my dude, bitch," or something like she's that. Like, she's like, "Keep moving, bitch." Like pulls she her like hair. pulls her, pushes her away afterwards. Mm. Oh, like, but that's one of the only scenes that she's in. Like, then we see like, was it uh, J Lo <laughs> giving Cardi B a lap dance? Well, it, well, because well, at this point, you know, J Lo established herself as being the vet, able to make money without doing a lot. Right, which is ultimately the move that they want to have, right? Where you don't do a lot, you don't actually touch them or whatever. You can have, depending on the kind of person that they are, like they can like mark them and be like, hey, that guy, you don't have to do a lot. You just got to like move your body around. This dude will like throw hundreds at you. And I thought it was interesting getting that insight of like how the strippers, like, it's a, it's a very psychological game with like who you're looking for, you know, what you're looking for. Um, like, you know, they'll look for 
like marks or the people that are married ultimately and that are rich or wealthy, you know, they have, you know, it's always the shoes. Like don't look at their watches or their or whatever. It's look at the shoes. The shoes is what you want to look at. Um, I guess because that just well, they're like time anyone time can out. own one nice suit. Yeah. But they have to have like if they're wearing the same shoes all the time, you'll notice that they're wearing down. Mm. So like if they're wealthy, they'll have a lot of nice shoes that they can switch between yeah because if you're only wearing one suit maybe that only one shoe goes with that suit if you keep wearing those shoes you're gonna be worn down so that's kind of like the the psychology behind it and uh the constant suit like the acting to be was surprisingly good i mean yeah the the acting was solid like constance Wu was really good in it j-lo there was only maybe a couple of scenes like dialogue scenes, it was kind of iffy, but Jayla was, was really good. Julia Styles. So, for Julia Styles' character, like the whole framework this? of this, the whole framework of the movie. Click the fucking link. Click it. What? Who you, do you, you how said, do you not know who Julia Styles is? He wants to see. What? She was huge in like the late nineties, early two uh, thousands. Say the last dance. Mm. She's really big in no, that. Just give me a picture of her. That, oh, right what's there. her? Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, her character, she's a reporter <laughs> who's reporting names, on bro. the story, like, uh, in 2014. So, like, we're seeing Constance Wu tell the story, oh, so they're so going this is back all in flashback. time. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, they have Constance Wu, like, sitting, like, the beginning, it's like, it starts her, with her. What kind of clothes is she wearing? Nice She's clothes. wearing, like, she looks like she's doing well off her, Oh, so. okay. Yeah. yeah. And but that's 2014. And then she's like sitting there, you know, like looking like really nice, proper. And she's like at, you know, Julia Styles is asking questions and she's like recalling, telling the whole story, basically. Yeah. So they're like the, at the start, it was fine because, you know, we were making a lot of money. We were doing this the legitimate way that a strip club would expect outside of you know, we were all doing like cocaine and stuff. But. You know, it was on the up and up. And then the 2008 crash happened. Um, she got pregnant. Constance Wu got pregnant um, by, by some, who? some low life dude. By that, um, White Rapper. Yellowbone? No. He's a rapper? Uh, oh, was it G Easy? Was that who? Yeah, oh, G Easy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even notice. He yeah, looked G- way trashy in this. Yeah, G Easy, bro. He normally doesn't look Is that he a trashy. customer that she just slept with, or no? Like uh, they're at like some pool party. Yeah, they were at like some party, and then they ended up meeting there. Her him and Constance, and then they I guess they ended up hooking up. Was yeah. a one night stand? No, no, no. Like they're they're together for like four ish years. Oh. Like they show it's like from two thousand eight to like two thousand eleven. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then ultimately, like, he's, like, making promises, like, oh, you know, I'll take care of us. Don't worry about it. And then, like, they show different periods of him, like, being a low life and yeah. not being able to help. So then ultimately, she, like, kicks him out. She, like, tries to go back to her old way of things. Like, she goes back to her old, like, high-tier customers to try to see if she can get anything from them. They're all, like, married or not interested in stuff from her anymore. So... She like marks them all off of her list. So then she goes back to stripping at the same club that her that she met J Lo at. But now it's all like these Russian chicks, mm. and it's all the, all of them are like they're giving blowjobs for three hundred bucks. Oh. So they're like the club's like almost dead. The only people that are getting any money are the 
the women who are giving blowjobs and basically just being prostitutes. Well, that, that one <clears throat> that one scene, I was like, like it was an audible gasp in the theater. Well, there was one scene where, like, because she she went back to the club, and then like the 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 owner or one of the owners of the club was like, yeah, these girls are giving blowjobs in the back for three hundred. And then so you're like, oh, fuck. So she was doing, like, she went into the back, was doing a dance. Private, private dance. Private dance. And then she realized at that point, like, the old shit's not going to work no more. Like, yeah, the guy's like, come on, baby, just touch it. Yeah, just touch. So it's like now. See how hard you make me? Yeah. It's like that kind of stuff. And then, like, he was, like, putting money down. And then so he she ended up, like, giving him a he blood puts job. three bills down. So she does it. And then, like, it cuts back to her in 2014 telling the story. And she's like, it was only after that I realized that he put down three 20s. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was audible gas. They're like. <gasps> so she's, like, crying, like, wiping away yeah, tears. She's, so she's like. She's like <sighs> anyway. So then cuts to, like, oh, J-Lo comes back. But now she has this other side business where she just brings these rich guys to the club. And whatever the guys spend at the club, they. The, Get a percentage. Yeah, so it's Kiki Palmer. I don't know her name. Um, is it Justice? No. No, that's the other one. Marcy? Maybe her star? No, no. not her. So the what it is is they there's like a group of girls, right? Mm-hmm. They go out to like a bar, right? Oh, it's and, her. And then they, they find like a mark. Lily Reinhardt. They find someone who's like who looks wealthy and is married, and then they like you know one of them flirts him up, you know gets some feed them drininks, and then she's like, "Oh hey, you know my friends are coming you know to the bar, want to hang out and they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, they're all like super hot, and then uh, they get you know drinks flowing, and then they ended up they drug them they, they it's, it's like ketamine, ketamine and what was the other thing? something else? They drug these guys. Yeah, oh, they yeah, like big they time. Throw it into their drink while they're not looking. And they're like, okay, let's keep drinking, let's keep partying. And then they like when they're like drugged out, they bring them to the club, <laughs> take them into the nuts. private room, and then they get their credit card and charge it. <laughs> yeah, to like five thousand, ten thousand oh dollars, something like gosh. that. And like that's like an amount that they would normally be spending on a night out, but they don't do anything. But because like. They realize that they're being taken advantage of, but it's an amount that they're like, oh, kind of okay with. They just, you just and they don't want to dispute it because it's like, oh, well, then people will know. Like, I'd have to go through the social issues of, you know, I spent the night with. They're strippers. married, so that like, so what are they charging the card on? Like at the club. Like, yeah. what are they doing? Like just swiping, just swiping it at the club, like for whatever the club wants to put it in in, in the system. Like, you can just charge whatever. Oh, okay, so they're not actually the the guys are just like asleep. Yeah, they're, like they're oh, not yeah. like they're basically passed out <laughs> like in you, a like private you room. See, like you like see them eating, like, bring chicken them in. wings. Mm. <laughs> like you see them bring them in, and they're literally just like their feet are just like dragging it on the ground. Yeah, so like they do that. Constance Wu does it one time, goes you know really well. The second time they overdrug the guy, <laughs> so he's like can't they, stand up, can't do they, anything. When they bring him into the back room, they like flop him onto the fucking couch. And he just, boom, he's just like ragdolls just all over the fucking, they're like, oh, shit. So they're like, oh, no, like, Constance Wu's then like, all right, we have to figure out, like, the exact amount to put in people's drinks so that we don't, like, accidentally kill somebody. somebody. And then this just becomes this whole big, a whole nother issue. And they said, like, the ketamine was for, like, the memory. Because, like, when you give them the ketamine, they they don't remember anything. Yeah. After. 
And then it's like, I think MDMA, maybe? Yeah, MDMA, that was Yeah, it. it's ketamine and MDMA. And then, um, so like, they have a good time, right, while they're doing it, but and then they don't remember anything. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, they'll call and be like, hey, what the fuck happened last night? And they'll be like... Just because of the charges? Yeah. yeah. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? You had a great time. Like, you were at the club. You know, you were we were fucking living it up. And you charged a $5,000. Yeah, was like J-Lo's just tell stuff like, I blew you. No. No, like, yeah. J-Lo's main job was basically, like, she was really good with the people. Oh, okay. so I thought, like, she, like, they were telling them, like, yeah, we did this, this, and this. No, no. It was just like, tell. No, they no were you were enjoying yourself the whole time. What are you yeah. talking about? Like course you spent that amount of money because you were you were having so much fun and then like usually the guys would just be like all right fine you know whatever and some some of them try to go to the police and then they're like the cops just kind of blow them off like yeah, oh yeah like, whatever you whatever, spent a bunch bro. of money at a strip club who cares <laughs> boo-hoo bruh yeah, yeah. so boo-hoo then constance, genius constance Wu like basically becomes like ringleader number two with j-lo j-lo's like the the main people person so she's really good at keeping the guys coming in but Constance Wu is really good at like keeping everything organized. She makes sure that no one's like over drugging people, and uh, she makes sure that like she advances the operation because instead of it just being like charging the credit card, uh-huh. she gets like all their personal oh. numbers, like their social security numbers. Oh my god! And their uh, like any of the uh, like the secret they, word, like the well, secret like password at, stuff. At a certain point, they know each person. They're like. Oh, that just charge it on his business card. Like that one has a uh, sub blah blah yeah, blah. He has blah, like fifty thousand dollars on his business card, but yeah. not enough on his personal card. So like they'll basically call in with the social security information, act like they're you know someone who who owns that card, and they'll be like, okay, so how much do I have available on my account? Oh, a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, let me charge you know blah 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 to this. So. They had a rule of like no more than about fifteen thousand mm. on each person mm-hmm. to keep them coming back because like these were really wealthy guys, so they were that was apparently for them like a normal spending amount for a night out. So they were doing that. And then eventually it got to be too many people that they were trying to get money out of. So then they had to bring in other girls, and that's when everything starts to like go downhill because they bring in like they have a rule of no criminals, no drug addicts. J-Lo ends up bringing in both. Yeah, J-Lo got a little <laughs> bit too greedy, and she's like, fuck it. Let's just get girls who are doing what we were doing, but we send them out, and then we get a cut from all that. Yeah. So then oh, they like, so she's trying to do nothing again. Yeah, so then they like cut out the club because like they were still going to the club to, to get this stuff, but then they started going to hotels or people's homes. Then that got too dangerous. So then, like, their main girls started leaving. It all went downhill. Yeah, and then ultimately, like, they get caught. Um, I don't even remember. Like, oh, there was one guy who was, like, a really nice guy who, like, Constance Wu didn't want to go through with the whole thing. Uh, oh, for. yeah. he Yeah, he had, like, a family. Yeah, and- so, like, they charge his card and everything, and it's his business card. And then he like calls the next day. He's like, please, you know, at least put enough money on there for me to make payments on my house. Otherwise, we'll get evicted and I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, and if my work finds out, then I'll lose my job and I really can't pay for anything. So then, like, ultimately, he gets fired. And then he's the one who like goes to the police with evidence mm-hmm. that then that like brings the whole thing down. And then Constance Wu um, decides to take a plea deal. So she. 
rats on everybody. Yeah. And Ultimately, like the story revolve, like it, it's it's <coughs> from the point of view, or you know, it's being told by Constance Wu. Mm-hmm. But she, like, along the way, she ends up realizing, like, she's the rat. Like, she's the person. Because she, she was looking at J-Lo as, like, this selfish, like, oh, yeah, she got too big for her britches. You know, she, you know, she's the villain in the story or whatever. And, uh, but, you you know, you, when the police end up, like, you know, tighten their grip on them, Conscious Wu the, is the one who ends up ratting, rats everyone out. She takes a plea deal. She... You know, these people are supposed to be her sisters or whatever. And then, like, with the when the reporter um, says, like, oh, yeah, I, I talked to J-Lo, right? And then Constance Wu, like, gets real curious. She's like, well, what did she say about me? Yeah, basically, she assumes that everyone hates her. Yeah. But then by, like, they do another time skip at the end. Yeah. And it looks like Constance Wu's, like, back on hard times. And, um... She's just like kind of looking for confirmation from uh, Julia Stiles about like, should she contact JLo again? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, whenever I talk to her, like she was talking about how she keeps everything important with her. And she showed me like your picture. Yeah. Like she, she said like when, whenever JLo talked about Constance Wu, they just, she just talked about like, her path, you uh-huh. know, like when she was a kid, you know, all her struggle, like Constance Wu's struggles. And then, Con- like, I think Constance Wu had, like, a realization. And she's like, I just, like, this told. This like my best friend. This is my best friend. And I just told this story about her that puts her in such a negative light that, like, it ma- it makes her feel shame. She's like, I just, I just write it out again. Like, this is a story that, you know, that someone's writing. And you know, he's made her look like a POS. Yeah, that's like what. Where J Lo is over here, like talking good things about you. So she, I like, I like that kind of <clears throat> that story plot. Like it's that's how it ended. That's it. Yeah. Like yeah. Did she ever even talked to her. We don't see it. We don't see it. I mean, that's kind of my thing. Is like it felt like the movie didn't really have much of a point. It was just kind of like these are the things that happened. Um. So I mean, while it was you know kind of interesting to watch. It ultimately didn't really have much to say, in my opinion. Like it was, it was a fine movie. Like I, I thought it was really well made. Um, the acting was solid. Um, like it wasn't. It had a really good scene with Usher. Oh yeah, what was his cameo? So it's like, all right, he was, we, he was Usher, bro. Yeah, he was just himself. Oh, he was just Usher. But it was like uh, right before the crash, so they were like, mm. we had he was, when he was our, popping, our best night, and Usher came to the club, and then like. They cut back to the club and Usher up in there. You see Lizzo like run in with her like fishnet stockings and pasties on. And she's like, oh, my God, everybody. Usher's here. (laughs) (laughs) And then like they show him from the back. And I was fully expecting it's just going to be like they're not ever going to show Usher for real. Mm. Just going to be like a body double kind of thing. Then they like cut around. It's Usher. (laughs) Bro, I'm telling you. And they're playing making love in this club. Body was banging. Started doing things. She did. Woo! There was a scene where she was wearing nothing but strings. Woo! <laughs> just ass and people. This guy's face. They were slapping her ass, just like putting bills in their underwear. It was wild, bro. And then she like motorboats a few guys. Motorboats a few of them. 
What were you just lit? Was Mike that was that was at it? the beginning? Well, the one scene that like you were like, oh shit, like she's the bomb was when they were in the room when there was like the red room. Oh yeah, and she's like undressing Constance Wu. Yeah, it was like oh shit. Just FYI, you never see the two main characters, any of the main characters, nah. naked. No. You do see a lot of, like, you see boob some, in the background. You see some titties, yeah. But uh, I, hmm. there were some guys, like, whenever the movie got to its end, they stood up and they're like, I want my money back. I want my money back. And then they walked out. It's like, <laughs> it's, this is not a just straight-up strip movie where you're hey, only watching they, stripping. Yeah, I, I like, guess they were looking for... Basically, just straight up stripping, like a <laughs> waiver or a girl, a boy. dirty dancing, or, maybe I don't or know. Magic Mike, oh, but dirty for men, that yeah, I guess more like that. Magic or Mike, but like for guys, showgirls or something. Yeah, I, it's not that. And if that's what you're going into, this, this is a stripper movie with heart. Okay, sure, yeah. But ultimately, they were criminals. They did criminal acts. They did. The punishments weren't really that harsh. At the end, yeah, it was just kind of like probation for oh, all of them. Yeah, all of them, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah, uh, like J Lo, who was like the main ringleader, who like I think she was like the main one that was supposed to take the fall, got five years probation. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I mean, like nothing was. But they were like too ma- crazy. they were making buku bucks. They were like mega rich. Um, so yeah, all in all, pretty solid, interesting movie, but not anything that I'd like it, rush out to. If you to see watch. it like on Netflix or something, it's a definite cop. Definite. I'm gonna be just pausing that one scene. <laughs> Rewind. Repeat. Are did you, you are hey, you hey, buying this movie? That, he did that on another movie with J Lo. Which one? You buying this movie, Miguel? The one where she no. like sleeps with the student or whatever. Oh yeah. He just kept replaying her sex scene. Bro, <laughs> you're well, sick, it was, dude. It wasn't, oh, it wasn't I, the sex scene. It was like she was like. I vaguely remember that movie. She had like she was in her underwear or whatever. Thong, of course, because she always has to show her butt. <laughs> well, I guess that's that movie wrapped up. All right. Next one. Ad. Ad Astra. Astra. Uh, this is a movie about a man who goes on a space mission to find his father to try to stop catastrophic events that could end all of humanity. That's the kind of cleanest synopsis I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. All right, scores. Frank. I'm going to go with. An eight and a half. Watch it now. Five. Watch it now. Mike. 7.5. Skip it. 7.5 and a skip it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go an eight. And I'll watch it now. So this is a... For anyone who saw the the trailers, you probably think this is like some more kind of action-y movie. It is not. This is more of a slow burn. Slow. Like a 60s, 70s kind of sci-fi. I really enjoyed it. Um. Like a lot of the aesthetics kind of reminded me of like uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, that kind of stuff. Like it's definitely that older style of sci-fi design. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're really only ever in the head of Brad Pitt's character. Like you don't see much of anything else. Like he doesn't interact with a lot of people. Um, 
loneliness is a big part of this movie. Like he always thinks that he wants to be alone, but then whenever he actually is alone, he hates it. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said about loneliness and depression for this movie. And then like the whole core concept is that his father, who was played by I thought the, story, the Jones, plot was really good. Yeah, it was really interesting. Tommy Lee Jones was sent on a mission to find extraterrestrial life. Uh, what was it? 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that. 20. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so he's been out in deep space. So it was the, the mission was meant to go to deep space where they could get past, past any, um, human interference, significant human interference. They say that they're trying to get outside of the heliosphere, but that's like a long ways away. So I don't know. If they like the mission just ultimately failed and they ended up in Neptune's orbit for whatever well, apparently reason. Apparently they oh. said they mentioned that once they get to Neptune's orbit, they will have they won't have any interference. Their instruments won't have any interference from the sun. So but they'll be able to like the helosphere is like yeah. light years. So I don't either that was just like a, a factual mistake or whatever, but not really anything to get hung up on, I'd say. Yeah. But they basically they're, they're going around Neptune. once we get to Neptune, he says our instruments will not be interfered with the sun and we'll be able to for sure detect, detect extraterrestrial life. Because the whole purpose of the mission was to find advanced extraterrestrial life. Um, basically, they have was, made the claim... There was something about antimatter? Yeah. Right? I mean, antimatter is real. We've made it. But the engine that is used on that ship is mm-hmm. an antimatter engine. Oh, okay. Um, which is one of the key, like I actually just watched some videos about it this week about like the most plausible engines to make. Right now, it's just that making antimatter for us is like costs a lot of energy. But if we can get an efficient way to make it, that is the best engine. So they use that for their long distance travel. But there's these surges coming from that mission. No, no, no. Hold on. What? To everybody's knowledge. They just disappeared. Yes, the mission was a failure because they disappeared. Just disappeared. Nobody into knows space. what happened. Lost contact. <clears throat> like I think he said, uh, Brad Pitt's character said he went. He launched into space when he was sixteen, and they lost contact with him when he was twenty nine. And now he's whatever Brad Pitt's yeah. age is, so mid fifties. So it's been a very long time that Tommy Lee Jones has been out in space, and they think that he's dead. Uh, so, like, the whole space agency, like, makes Tommy Lee Jones into this, like, hero of space exploration because they went further than any other humans had ever gone, and he was the captain of the mission. Um, yeah. But these surges start to happen, these energy surges back on Earth that are ultimately traced back to Neptune's orbit, and then we start the whole super classified mission of, turns out that the ship has actually been in orbit around Neptune this whole time. And now these pulses are coming from Neptune believed to be coming from the ship. And they want to get uh, Brad Pitt's character to talk to Tom Lee Jones. <clears throat> give him the because stop. They think that he'll be able to actually converse with his son. Like he'll be willing to talk to his son. Um, so like the first leg of the mission is basically just getting, they go from Earth to the moon, <clears throat> which apparently they have commercial flights to the moon. 
I like I what I really liked is how they uh, <clears throat> how they showed how space had become just commercialized like, yeah, and just like normal like trivial how, how normal it was yeah because yeah, like, like the flight to the moon is, was just like a flight like we would experience today basically like they get into a ship yes like there's a stewardess like he's like hey can I he, he asked for like the what was the a pillow blanket and, blanket and blanket package and, and she's like, like okay yes 125 dollars please <laughs> I think to me that was the most interesting part of the movie the world design the world yeah. design because pirates like, that was cool yeah too. whenever they went to the moon like there was contested area there's no borders so yeah there were contested areas that there were like pirates yeah um and that would fuck up their mission but like the entire like moon base was like advertisements everywhere which is realistic it was like the commercialization of space basically and i mean even brad brad's character is like yeah we went to the moon to escape earth and then turn the moon into what we were trying to escape yeah so like basically the entire beginning of the movie is building up that brad pitt basically hates humanity (laughs) like he even like he leaves his wife which is Liv tyler basically because he doesn't really think he wants any kind of human interaction so he's never really Committed. caring to her. Like he just kind of he wants to focus on his work, which is space. That's all he wants. And so like the whole beginning of the movie is him like hating on everything that has happened in space because more people have gone to space. So he just wants to keep going. They get attacked by these space pirates. That was uh, a he, cool scene. he keeps his calm. He's cool. Yeah. And then it's like something about him, like his <clears throat> like resting heart rate is like crazy low yeah, like most of the well, time it's like 40 or 50 yeah because i thought like i wasn't sure if this was just a space thing or if this is like a change in culture that happened where it's like you know being calm or your resting heart or like your heart rate is like monitored all the time and like you gotta make sure you keep it down low it seemed like that was just a part of like him him being in the that whole space organization like they do mm-hmm. that as a precaution like those constant psych evaluations but because he was doing this classified mission it became like a even more important aspect of like they're they were keeping him monitored because they wanted to make sure that he wouldn't go against their orders basically and that's what he's always been is like the company man towing the line 100 percent. he's always 100 percent successful he always keeps calm he always goes by the book and so he's like perfect for the mission because he has a personal relationship with the captain and he always does what he's supposed to. So I think seemed to me like they were thinking that he would not in any way go against them. But then like kind of the it seems like the loneliness kind of gets to him. He finally has like an emotional breakdown whenever he's trying to get a response from his father on Mars. And that's whenever he kind of comes into his own, I would say. Like up to that point, he felt very much like company driven. And then after the company kind of cuts him off like the the space agency yeah once he he made he's able to make contact with an emotional response yeah uh i was kind of sad that they never showed us what his dad sent back yeah i really wanted to know what he said that would have been interesting especially considering what happens whenever he yeah so uh, yeah it turns out that he's able to get a response what about that monkey scene that shit was awesome the monkey scene was honestly completely unexpected. Yeah. Unspe- I, I was I like, I was like, I, I was liked like, it. I was like, all right, from moving right here, I liked like, it. this is gonna be like, <sighs> are we about to see an alien right now, or what are we about to see? Yeah, 
I think they, that's what they wanted to build you up to. Like, oh my god! Oh. Like the whole time, you don't really know what to expect from this movie. That's mm. one thing I will say for sure. Uh, you get nothing from the trailer. Nothing. Nothing about what the movie ultimately is. Because yeah, like for that scene, like they get a distress call from like a he finally he monitors. Well, he okay. Yeah, yeah. He's this is while he's on the way to Mars. Mars. Yeah. yeah. So he from the moon from to the moon. Mars. Yeah. They make it past the pirates. He launches to the. Uh, he launches from the moon to Mars. He's with this crew, which he outranks. He, yeah, he outranks them, but he's also just like a passenger a passenger on this ship. Like they're just letting him on the ship because they had extra space, essentially. And the other ones are just like, I guess they, they were scientists. So they were just going to Mars to do whatever needed to be done on Mars and then coming back to the moon. Um, but along the way, they get a distress beacon. They're like, all right, it's just a Norwegian... Uh, what was it research. like a research vessel? vessel? Yeah, they're like, they're like, yeah, I probably got hit by the surge. We just need to stop and check in on them. And then Brad Pitt's like, no, we gotta, we gotta complete the mission. The mission is priority. And he's like, well, sir, you know, we're gonna follow our protocols unless, like, you're just a passenger here. But if you want to pull rank and take control of the ship, that's well within your right. But you have to tell us what you're doing. And it's all supposed to be like super classified. So we just like, all right, fine go do the distress beacon so they go the it's supposed to be the captain and the first mate that go out but the first mate's like clearly very scared and he doesn't want to go so then brad pitt goes with the captain and whenever they get over there they're like be, they say up. what was it 12 people that no, are 26 oh, 26 i thought they're like yeah it's just like hey it's 26 <clears> souls <throat> on board and then there's going through searching searching nothing nothing <laughs> and then uh they like split up <clears throat> And then he's like, okay, look in. He starts seeing, like, marks on the wall. Scratch marks. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, what the fuck? And then he's like. He goes uh, to check up on the captain again. Because yeah. he's not responding. Yeah, he's not responding on the radio. So he goes to check on the captain. And then whenever he, like, opens the door, like, you just kind of see the captain, like, kind of looks shaking. like he's having a seizure. Yeah, yeah he's, looks like, like shaking. Yeah. From behind. Yeah, you only see from behind. And then he, like, starts to get a little closer. And then a monkey pops out from around. It's not like a monkey, a bro. It's, it's a baboon. It's a baboon, yeah. Rabid baboon. So then the the baboon, <laughs> monkey, yeah. the baboon jumps at Brad Pitt, and he's like, he pulls like, his gun. Bro, being a baboon, they had these vicious. like yes. crazy like laser pistols. Those uh, things look weak. Look, I think it was like a pressurized pistol. It seemed like it was like an it's ion like, like pulse because like whenever he shoots it, it, it has a lot of force in it, like throws him back. Because he oh, shoots yeah. him, he shoots the baboon and the zero G. Whenever he shoots him, like sends him flying back and like kind of hits a wall. Right, that would happen if you shot a gun. Yeah, but I'm like that had a lot more force than what a gun would. I don't know about that. That's what it looked like to me. But then he kills that first baboon. Um, another baboon comes out. Uh, he's able to get the captain into another room and he locks that baboon into the, the room that the captain and the baboon had ate his face yeah, ate his, <laughs> face, his hand. hand I was yeah, like, oh. like his hand like was, it was most gruesome. of his hand was gone it was gruesome <clears throat> and he was like putting duct tape on his like busted open ma- mask mm-hmm. and to transport him yeah it's just kind of like ooh, yeah he's very definitely prag- not gonna very do pragmatic that. very like you you understand why he is the rank he is and yeah. why 
Like, he's he's, a, he's Billy Badass, okay? Well, well, the baboon like, almost opens that door, though. Mm-hmm. And then he like has to like hold it in and place, he, and he like, uh, ventilates depressurizes it. Yeah. it, and then the baboon just explodes. explodes. Just, I thought that was a good that, scene. I thought that was good. I think for me, where it kind of it got to the point, it, it was a combination of things, right? We had just ate. Um, I was like laying, I was laying down and, um, like the movie is very slow burny, right? At, yeah. Like on the second half. Yeah. And like the part where I started losing it was, um, when he was, he had the hijacked the ship. Yeah. When he hijacked the ship, it was on the way to Nept or to Neptune. Like some of that I'd, I had <laughs> like blanked out a little bit. Uh, and then when he was actually on the ship, it was like real quiet and it was like nothing, a lot was going on. The sound design for this movie, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I was like, every single space scene, completely quiet. You only ever hear anything that would be interacting with his suit or the internal cabin. But anything else, if they're in space, you don't hear a single thing. And it's, it was really good. I like that means that there's not a ton of sound really outside of like music. And so like, whenever we were leaving, people were like, oh, it was so, such a quiet movie. But uh, for me, like that part, like it was just. It got to the part where I was not interested anymore, really. I mean, I wanted to see like because it, it's kind of like his mental breakdown. Like He has like a mental breakdown because it's like, what, two and a half months, almost three months. Yeah, it's 79 days trip from uh, Mars to Neptune. 79 days. Um, so he gets onto that same ship that he was on earlier with that same crew. Now yeah, there's turns the first out that ma- crew that was going with them was the crew in charge of if we get up. contact with his father, we're going to blow the ship up that he's yeah. on. So he like commandeers the ship. He's trying, he's like coming in, like, I'm not hostile. They get told to take him out no matter what. And so he ends up killing everybody. One of them though, that lady, like, a secondary booster launched while they were like in oh, zero G yeah, and it just like smashes her, her face. Yeah. Just, yeah. So she gets <laughs> just rammed into the, she didn't, he didn't kill her. He didn't kill her, but he killed everyone else. <laughs> like, no, well, he killed the no. second, he killed no. that other guy. No, the one with he the didn't knife. Kill anybody. He killed the one with the knife. No, he, he didn't. He stabbed him. No, he didn't. He did stab him. No, he didn't. That he guy stabbed choked, him in the stomach. That guy choked to death though. Yes, they all choked to death yeah. because of the but he there's no canister. But he you stabbed can't him. say he killed them. You can just say he stabbed him, but you can't say he killed him. His cause of death was asphyxiation. Okay, the inhalation of the, uh, you see yeah, him I mean, choking yeah. to death. Ultimately, yes, but like he, that guy he, was not. Like he wanted live. to save him. Like he was like, I don't, I don't want to kill you. He was I think he was trying to save him, and then he just ended up dying. And then the other guy, the 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 first mate that was scared, just. Shoots the little gun, knocks out, knocks over a container that had stuff they can't breathe in, just chokes to death. Just, yes. So everyone's dead. He's all alone for the whole journey. And we see him like kind of going crazy. Like he's, they just show a bunch of intercut scenes of him like all over the ship and like kind of fading in and out and in the seat and just weird stuff. So the kind of stuff that you would expect from like older sci-fi movies. And then he makes it to Neptune, gets into some kind of an orbit, uh, takes a shuttle with the nuke down to the other ship where his father's supposed to have been. 
gets oh, inside. Are we getting, are we giving the play by play on the whole movie, or are we just? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So he ends up. At first, I was scared. Like he's never going to get to Neptune. Like I, for some reason, I was just like, they'll never let you know if his dad was alive or not. But then. He is alive. He's alive, of course. And it turns out... Oh, and then he finds out what really happened. Again, this is a bunch of spoilers. Mutiny. Were you you're, were you awake for that part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it turns out like... Uh, well, it wasn't even mutiny. It wasn't mutiny. His dad lost his mind. Yeah. Uh, after... Because... Uh, oh, you were asleep when he got on the ship, too? Like on the yeah. other ship? The What was it called? The Lima? Yeah, I was so, awake. Oh, so the dad tells him, like, yeah, we got all the information. We sent out our scans. We found a bunch of planets. We were scanning the hell out of the... Mm-hmm. And turns out, nothing out there. Yep, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And then after that, their crew was like, all right, let's turn around and go home. And, and his he dad... Was, he was like, nah, nah, we ain't about that. And then he's like, dude, we literally scanned everything. And then so he killed them all. And he called it mutiny. So, yeah. And the dad, like, ultimately... Kills himself, just goes off into outer space. Well, to me, that them outer space seems got a little bit ridiculous. Um, well, I mean, the stuff with him like jumping through the yeah. the belt of, of rings Neptune. of Neptune, like, like spinning around on the thing, and then like he had the the shield. It's perfectly slingshotted his himself. I mean, that would be perfectly possible. Like, all you then, have to do is move in the right direction. And then the you thing know, would be like if another if something was moving any faster, it penetrated like he'd be dead. But and then there was one thing I was like, hmm. I'm sure you know what scene I'm talking about. Which scene? Whenever he ends up getting into the ship and then ri- I guess rides the nuclear blast that's back a to Earth. Realistic way of fast speed of no no I, that's not the problem. Him getting to Earth and then like waking up. With he's like entering the fucking uh the atmosphere. Yeah. And then he like wakes up and he has like a beard now. What? I mean it was another It does time skip. Yeah, I know. From Mars to Neptune was almost three months, so you would assume well it was nineteen days from Earth. Well, from the moon to Mars they said nineteen days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Earth so the was moon like was three day or a day or something like that. Yeah, it was no, something. Uh, so you figure it was like three and a half months. Well, I, I thought it was from Mars to Neptune. It was like seventy nine. Yeah, like a like seventy nine. Two and a half. Two, two and, and a half, half months. months. So you're adding another two and mm-hmm. a, two and a half ish weeks, right? To get all the way from Neptune to the Earth in this time in the in the movie's time frame. So yeah, I mean, like it took like. Three and a half months, the two months, mm-hmm. almost uh, almost three months. Well, to me, I guess the part where it wasn't clear was because he like he it was he launched himself. He went straight from Neptune to Earth, mm-hmm. right? Time skips, and then time. Well, the the time skip is what made me kind of a little bit confused. I was like, to do because he like fell, he like passed out, right? And then I was like, okay, so he passed out. The like, did he wake up? Like, did he have enough food? Well, I mean, the, the ship had enough food for three, three people three people for a trip there and back. And then he just like wakes up while in because the part that confused me was wa- him waking up while entering the atmosphere. I mean, I just assumed that they had an auto- autopilot. They had yeah. an auto yeah. land for the moon. The only mm-hmm. reason he had to do anything was because the ship got hit by a surge mm-hmm. or for Mars. 
So whenever they were landing on Mars. So to me, it felt like he was asleep the whole time from Neptune to Earth. And it's possible. I just. But how do you, how would he eat and he feed himself? Man, I didn't get. He the had the feeding tube. Part. But he didn't set it. Up. We didn't see him set it up. I mean, we didn't see it, but they established earlier that that was a thing. Yeah. So, I don't. know. I mean, that's one of like they didn't go into like excruciating detail. That part didn't stand out to me. Like it just looked like a poetic. Yeah. Like he closed his eyes on the ship, and the next time you see him, he's opening his eyes as he's reentering home. Because yeah. he even says like, I cannot like at that wait. point his whole journey. I cannot of wait for was my. Done. What does he say? I cannot wait for my. Something to end my, my, my exclusion or something like that to end. Yeah, like he's admitting like he now misses people. Yeah, and then at the end he realizes, yeah, you know, before uh, uh, the uh, now I think the opposite of what I thought before. <laughs> I think the the grander message with the movie is ultimately that we only have each other to rely on. Like we can't just like think of oh, there's going to be some miracle that happens out there in, in the universe that will save us from everything that we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, we only have each other to rely on, so we have to stop doing these, like having stupid wars over, you know, some minor difference in area of land, and uh, just stop being dumb about the way that we treat each other. Basically, that's what I took away from the the whole thing. It was a combination of it's a movie about loneliness and depression, and actually recognizing that we are a global society and not just individual countries that just so happen to to be together I liked it. I liked it. it's definitely an interesting movie it's not anything that i can say i don't think anyone would i don't think everyone would really enjoy this movie the reason i say watch it now is because of the quality of a theater experience for this movie like you need like really good audio for this as i i'd say key so that's why it's a watch it now for me. I enjoyed it. I like the story. I'd say I like space. you're not missing a lot here. So This is another one that whenever we left the theater, somebody was like, I want my money back. Really? Yeah, there was that those two Indian dudes that were standing outside the theater whenever he uh-huh. came out. He's like, he was standing there and like looked at another group that was walking by and he was like, I want my money back after yeah. that. This is not a gravity. <sighs> no, it's not as intense as anything. Like it's definitely a slow burn psychological movie. I but think it's a, good, think especially better, if you like older sci-fi movies. I think movies. a better version of this is, um, what's it called? The one with Matthew McConaughey? Interstellar? Interstellar. I mean, yeah, I think they have very different overall messages, though. Well, I'm not saying it's word for word. I'm just saying it's like, that's the better version of this. I mean, I, I feel like they have to be like in the same kind of vein. Trying yeah, to do I the think same they're too different. Outer space movie. <laughs> uh, not, it's not really based on action exploration yeah but that's like an interdimensional like <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, yeah it's more interesting i'm not saying that it's not i'm not more saying interesting it, yeah. but it's a very i different would say interstellar is a better movie but they're not the same you're saying a better version i wouldn't say there's the same version yeah like they're i don't think they're trying to tell the same kind of story they, they just have the same kind of setting of mm-hmm. space all right on to the last one Rambo, Last Blood. Rambo. Mike first. Me Are first. we doing synopsis? Yeah. Synopsis. Mexico is bad. Rambo kills a bunch of Mexicans. Fuck Mexico. <laughs> That's the super simplified version because I don't really feel like doing much else with this movie. 
That's basically what it was, and Mike knew it going in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it wasn't exactly what Mike was oh, calling. Hey, hey, it wasn't the hey, cartel. Hey. It was just some random. Oh, oh well, I'll talk about it after. All right. <laughs> I guess I can start with my. No. Mike oh, first. Mike's first? Yes. A four. Four. And? Skip it. Okay. I'll do mine next. I'll also go with four. And I guess I'll say wait for it. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you've seen. Okay. If you really like Rambo movies, I'll, I'll give it a wait for it. Four. Garbaggio. Oh. <laughs> Haven't had one of those in a while. Garbaggio. That's a solid four across the board. I wouldn't watch this for free, dog. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't watch it for free. You wouldn't watch it hey, again. Hey, I, the only reason I gave it a four was because it was not long. All right. It was <laughs> to not, the point. Not even. It was very, minutes. very short. It was to the point. Imagine this, like the same kind of beats in the movie, but it being two hours. Would have been a lot better. I thought it would have been worse. No, I feel like it would have because it would have actually been able to take the time to expand on the story. Like this, the other Rambo, the most recent Rambo before this one. What was that one called? Uh, Just Rambo, right? Yeah. yeah. From 2008. This one was actually solid. Like This one was really good. This was the first one I ever saw. I've only ever seen the other ones mm-hmm. bits and pieces on TV. But with this one, oh, it's also an hour and a half. But I feel like they developed the story a lot better for this movie. I, I mean, think I think it was just that he was younger. They were able to do more. Maybe. I mean, it was ten. And years the setting ago. was different. I never watched that one. What's that one about? This one? Mm-hmm. It's like him fighting a whole bunch of Taiwanese. <laughs> Uh, like yeah, war, the, the war setting mongers. was a lot cooler than yeah. It's like the jungles of Thailand, and yeah. like it's this group that's like trying to take over. I guess some small militant group that's like terrorizing local villages, and then like these missionaries get caught up in the whole thing, and he like Goes kills a bunch of them. Why did they pick him? They just like come to him, like hey, we need. No, he help. was just like often like he had his own little hut in the uh, middle of the of the jungle, and then just, he is always. <sighs> Uh, trouble always finds him. Yeah. So, like, none of them, like, because the same thing with this one, they do not do anything to, like, explain why he's been here for, like, yeah. 10 years, who this family is that he's <laughs> with. Like, it's just kind yeah. of like, okay, he's at this farm. He's been breaking these horses. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's this family, like, this older Mexican lady. And I think I've watched little any girl. Rambo movie. I've seen parts of. Seen, I, the only part the I remember is where, I, is it him one. that's, like, on a log, like, screaming into the jungle? It's, it's Rambo. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ah. If I remember correctly, I was like, this guy has like a robot voice. <laughs> it's Rambo. But first, uh, first blood, bro. You true first blood. <laughs> they do absolutely nothing to establish I mean, this, him within this setting. Well, they this, just throw you in. Well, this movie, I was like, is he playing Rambo? Or is he playing Rocky Balboa? <laughs> which one? Like, which character is he? I mean, that's kind of true. No, you keep messing with Or, or is he playing the dude from? Uh, no, I really. Adrian. I, I think he's just playing movie. Sylvester Adrian. Stallone. Yeah, I was like, at this uh, point, Sylvester Stallone. He's just Sylvester Stallone. There wasn't a lot of he. There wasn't any acting here on his part. Yeah, he was just playing himself, saying the lines. Pretty like much. at least in this movie, he had like the bandana on. <laughs> 
the longer hair, you know, I was like, okay, that's Rambo. Yeah. Yeah, and he also, like, in this one, like, it made a lot more sense, like, how he got people into, like, his crazy death machines of just murdering people. Like, for this one, it's like, okay, he went to Mexico to save this girl he considers <laughs> to be his daughter, who's 17. He Ooh, gets, like, yeah. just beat. Well, what was his plan? I don't know. His His plan was literally show up. And then get his ass whooped. He well, could have got killed. So it's it was really surprising to me that he like didn't notice that there were people watching him. Like that's one of his whole things is like he's supposed to be like this super. It was very not movie. Rambo. I mean, that's and, why I was like, is wait, is this so? Is this Rocky? This is this is Rocky Balboa going on a Rambo mission right now. I mean, I can't say that I know everything about <laughs> Rambo, so maybe it, it does fit. In line with the Rambo mythos, no, it but for me, it didn't feel like it. it. Didn't it? Didn't feel like this is like that. That first scene when he went to Mexico, his plan on getting her. Um, I thought that was just like a like a forced. Um, uh, what do I like to say? It's like forced um, adversity. Sure. For, for who? For Rambo, like uh, whenever he went to first go to go saver, and he just ended up getting his ass whooped. It's like, yeah, let's just write this scene in so that he can rise up. Well, he went a different. I will say, went a different direction than I thought. I thought the movie was gonna be him fighting his way to saver yeah. the whole but, time. Yeah, but he actually like, like <laughs> he gets oh, he got just her destroyed. He comes back after getting some four days of healing in. Mm-hmm. And then he gets her, leaves, but she dies. That was fucked. Well, the whole time they were like, yeah, she's for show getting raped. She was getting raped the for whole time. Show. She was getting drugged up the whole time. I mean, getting stuck. Getting st- Ooh, it was bad. Yeah, so and, uh, they don't show any of that. I mean, they show some of the drugging, but they don't show any of the rape. Boy. Yeah, and so like, oh, like he gets her. And then she dies on the way She dies home. on the drive home. And then, like, one part I didn't really... I was like... Bro, okay, let's talk about that collarbone part first. Oof. Gruesome, bro. I mean, all the death scenes are pretty gruesome. That one looked... That one was like... But yeah, like, he stabs a dude. Breaks like, his collarbone with the butt of a knife. Yeah, then just, like, reaches in, grabs it, oh. starts pulling it out. He's like, talk, I'm gonna fucking break it. Just... Ah. That punch had some... Some heft to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, there's one thing that I had some questions or a few things here. Okay, maybe you guys also caught on to it. Whenever they went to go meet Giselle, right in that town, bro, she was so stereo. I couldn't look at that her. I was chola? like, this is. I was like, why'd they have to make her like this, bro? I was She's like, dressed like an LA crib. No? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do they? She was I, a terrible actor too. Well, at one point, I still had to. I had to remember. I'm like, I had to do. The, I was like. Wait, this is this is modern day. Yeah, because I was like, I was trying to remember. I was like, is this modern day? It's like, yeah, because she had a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I was like, this. Dang, her boobs popping out in this picture. Who's this? That reporter lady. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, so it is modern day. So and then that scene with Giselle with her like fucking chola, like oh fucking God, from, from the dude. damn sixties or seventies or whatever. I was like, what, do they even dress like this anymore? She was 80s the, LA Crip, bro. She was the only person that was dressed like that that we saw. No, no, no. no. Yeah, there was true. a few more in the club. 
kind of like sure? i feel like they weren't as stereotypical as she was she i mean and she was a terrible act actor dude so i'm trying to find i was like here. is this like a slight like this is just like sylvester stallone just like this is how i remember mexicans uh so you know it's not authentic and if we don't do it like this she was she was a terrible oh uh, i was like why does she look like this she's like wearing sweats and she's like, I'm just playing. Just, I'm just playing, fool. Yeah. Like, oh, dang, fool. <laughs> Why are you in my face like that and yeah. shit? Like, <laughs> did you like the, the Spanglish? Case, eh? The what? Did you like the Spanglish? Uh, yeah. Well, to me, I'm not sure if you guys were able to uh, what, pick to, up on. Not pick up on, but. Uh, they were leaving out some words. No, it was. I mean, I noticed that they were leaving out some stuff in the subtitles. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they were translating what they were saying. It was not word for word. Well, I mean, I, it was just the gist of what yeah. was being said. Yeah, I mean, that's usually the best way to do it anyway. But And, um, but, like, the two brothers, the Martinez brothers, uh-huh. like, those, the, 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 like, them two as actors, they were really good. Yeah. Especially Victor. Like, Victor, he was like a... Like whenever he would talk, like in his his like um, dialogue, I was like, "Oh, this like this is real." Like he's he's delivering these lines really well. Uh, his acting is pretty good, especially like his banter between him and his brother. I was like, "Okay, I give props to these two. Um, they they were pretty good villains, or at least Victor was." I can agree with that. Victor seemed to be a pretty good villain because well, the other guy Hugo just was like. What are you doing? <laughs> the whole time, like, all right, you're gonna let this, you're gonna let, let Rambo live. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna let you live. Just yeah. The other one's like, why? That way, he has to live with his mistake the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and then he suddenly becomes like Mister Military Man at the end. Like, okay. Oh, Mexican uh, uh, John Snow. Click on his picture, bro. Sergio Beris. Menchata. Menchata. Mexican <laughs> Jon Snow, bro. Oh, uh, this Spanish. is kind of like a... He's Spanish. He almost looks more like uh, Jason Momoa in this picture. Go down. Well, whenever he had his hair, like... Oh, yeah. And at the and the military scenes? Yeah. Yeah. He's from España. Victor for sure Mexicano, bro. Go go to him. He's white, bro. This is a white male. Go go to him, bro. Victor. Oscar. Barcelona. Oh, <gasps> I'm shocked. Spain, bro. Dang, That's he looks white. Spanish. White boy. All these Spaniards. All these Caucasians, bro. The rapers of your ancestors. Look at this Caucasian guy about to rape your ancestor, bro. Uh, I am spanish bro do you have white privilege he, he looks way different without that yeah he's specific white specific hair yeah. he looks like a white boy i mean i wouldn't say he looks no, all that white like white boy people from spain are white bro i mean that's my ethnicity by bro. race <laughs> what is they check the box that's, caucasian um, dog yeah that's uh what's his name uh he's oh he played him he he's like iconic Character, uh, character in Mexican entertainment. Uh, this tiny what's his little name? Hat. Oh, fuck, what's his name, bro? <laughs> the goofy guy? Uh, 
the funny guy. Yeah, I forgot his name. Go, you know, go down. You have like a show that ran for like ever. Yeah, go down to the movies, bro. Please. Is it this one? No. Oh yeah, there we go. Come, Con, uh, Cantiflas. There we go. That is this. Yeah, that's like. Oh god. That's like my like my mom grew up on that. <laughs> Cantiflas. Mario Moreno Cantiflas. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. <sighs> but yeah, overall the villains were just kind of nah. like the the motivation for everything was just kind of really weak. The girl's like, motivation was really weak. Like we saw like what was it? it three was, different I gotta times. I go find my poppy. Three different times of her like acting like she wasn't. Oh, I'm good. not gonna go. That was the worst part. She was. I, a good I pulled up to either. the side. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Well, well, first she had the conversation with with Rambo, right? Did she even have her passport? How'd she get across the border? Yeah, no one. I never saw anyone. No, she. They were just we driving. It, straight across. it just showed her driving across. I was like, that's why I was. This quest- is Donald Trump's worst nightmare, I was, right there. I was questioning whether this was modern day or the past, because in the past, yeah, you could just drive across, right? But it changed, so now you need a passport. So when I saw that, I'm like. <clears throat> And then, and then the the chola came up. I'm like, huh? And then, <laughs> so you think it's set in like the 80s? No, or something? <laughs> I, that's that's what I was. I was like, you were hoping for that. Well, because all the cars were all beat up and shitty. They right? had cell phones though. That's what. That's the that's the one <laughs> thing that tied it back to it being modern day. That is true. They didn't really have anything else that was really well. The Mercedes that the bad. Oh well, yeah, drove. until later. Yeah. Uh, also like the dad. Oh, the music. I swear to God, like they redubbed yeah, his audio they and they did a terrible yep, job of 100%. it. 100%. Like it was <laughs> so bad. Like his whole mouth was just moving so differently. Like he was definitely saying the lines. I don't I don't know why they would switch to English. They just should have just kept it in Spanish. Spanish, yeah. Yeah, that whole like if I guess they were trying they to make kept it switching like he back came and forth to the so US like, so he could speak English. I guess. No, that at that point there is no at like no they point. were in Mexico. She the daughter yeah. spoke Spanish to the woman who answered the door. Yeah. And Dude. that uh, then he her, comes who, up and he's the, like, who's, oh, Gabriela. who's the one who played Gabriela? Uh, what else has she been in? Because she's terrible. Yvette Mandriel. She is not a good actress. She hasn't been a much low riders and faking it. Not good. Yeah, that's I mean, she's still early in her. <laughs> she still career, sucks. So <laughs> she doesn't matter. She still she sucks. She still sucks. She, she still can get sucks. better. Keep working at it. You yeah, bet. yeah. But yeah, anybody I mean, can get better coming from the bottom. You're at right. that at that point, there was no reason for them for someone whose first language is Spanish and you're in a Spanish speaking country. <sighs> To yeah. Out of nowhere, just start speaking English. I mean, there was, when the person that you're talking to knows Spanish, there was that, but that's like kind of a minor complaint overall. But whenever he's talking to her, like it kind of seems like he's like, "Oh, I'm surprised you're here, but you know, I'm kind of happy to see you." And then out of nowhere, just I realized I didn't like you or your yeah. mother. It's like he, you he dropped the bomb on her. Hate you. Yeah, he's like, "There's no reason for you to come back." <laughs> Slam the door or just. The oh, damage. that's that. that was some, you just turned a light switch on. That was some serious evil shit. Yeah, it's like, okay, Rambo earlier said that you had like you had a black heart. You seemed like a kind of nice guy. Oh, suddenly here's your black heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Then I was kind of surprised like the dad never came up again like after Rambo was just like, where's your daughter? Oh, you don't know. I should have killed you 10 years ago. Or the Chola girl, bro. She never comes back up either. Yeah, he gets the like we didn't even see him get the bracelet back. I was ninety nine percent sure he's gonna cut her he just off. walked away without getting the bracelet and he was just like, Whatever, I'm yeah. getting this girl back. There was just Well, the movie got a four for a read. All right. What what did everyone else give it? What's the actual seven point two or something like that? The oh. user rating on IMDB is seven point one. What about for Ad Astro? The meta score twenty nine. Woohoo! We're more in line with the critics <laughs> on this one. <laughs> uh Ad Astro See, I have it. Oh crap! I clicked on too many things. Should <laughs> I have this over here? Let's leave that one up. Add users seven point two with a meta score of an eighty. Ruth Nega. Well, we're also more in line with the the critics the on that critics. one because our overall for Ad Astra was an eight. We're at a four overall for Rambo. It was just ridiculous. We, we didn't even talk about the whole <laughs> the what war? the final death yeah. uh, death gasm. It was it was like there. It was trying to be John Wick, maybe, but this is like typical Rambo shit, I guess. Well, like look at this. Did Home Alone inspire Rambo Last Blood? That's <laughs> like a question that they asked. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Because like the whole se- last section was basically just. This is adult Home, home Alone. And, and I knew it was going to go that way when they were, they were mentioning the tunnels. I'm like, okay, so it's going to eventually come back. So to that the part was also really weird to me. At the very beginning, like he's trying to convince, for whatever reason, the girl, Gabriella, to have like whatever party like going away party at, at home. his house. And he's just like, show him the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? But you don't let anybody in the tunnels. He's like, well, they'll think it's cool. And, your and she's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then all the friends are like, oh, these are cool tunnels. <laughs> Who, I, If I went somewhere and they're like, hey, let's go have this party in these tunnels, I'd be like, I'm not going in those tunnels. <laughs> like, what kind of tunnels are we talking about here, bruh? Like, that was clearly, like, they also did some weird, like, Vietnam flashback stuff. And then they did absolutely nothing with that. Like it's supposed to be. It seems like he has PTSD. Like they're actually addressing the fact that he has PTSD from you know sixty years yeah. of murdering people in wars. Mm. And then they, they do, do absolutely nothing, with, nothing it. with it. He takes pills. He gets to Mexico. He crushes his pills. I don't know why he threw the pills. <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to take it. He's like he's frustrated because he can't open it. Throws it on the ground. And then they, and then and they then bust. That was it. No more pills. Like he was fine after that. Yeah, it never bothers him. It's again. like the pills were meant to be like his anti-murder his pills. Yeah. <laughs> like, the lid on it. He's trying to keep a lid on it. If without this, I murder bad guys. <laughs> like, like, get up! Uh, come on! Uh, I, it, him killing all those guys was just like you did everyone a favor. Ultimately, was was there was that end scene actually for real? He opens his eyes. Nah, we lied. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> <laughs> we lied because hey, after the movie's over, keep jetted out of that thing. Didn't I was even like, all right, I have so, credits uh, to start. After me PP, and Mike were like, hey, let's. They were just playing like scenes from old Rambo movies. I was like, I don't really want to see this. I was Whatever. Like, hey, Mike, let's just tell him there was a post-credit scene of like the rest of the cartel getting ready to come get him and him opening his eyes on his rocking chair. 
Just, like, I'm a fuck. I feel up. like they missed a real chance. Like it's called Rambo Last Blood. They should have just actually shown him die. But that, he kills everyone. Even the but scene, he ends up dying. even the end scene was lame as fuck. Like him coming out of the fucking tunnels, and then he like, like fucking walks over to the damn rocking chair, jumps in, and then. I mean, he doesn't jump in. <laughs> so, just sits in there. Just, yeah, he just sits in the chair. Like it looks like he's like. Well, yeah, I'll make it. You know, no big deal. Yeah, he says, I'll fight to keep their memory alive. And then he says, forever. Yeah, it's like, okay. Um, thought this was supposed to be the last one. This isn't a very good ending. Well, what I, I first what I wanted to do was I wanted him, Frank, to convince you that there was an end credit scene that tied this to the Insidious universe. Oh, my That's God. That's like, he's not going to believe that. <laughs> If you started throwing her like Annabelle showed up, like she, <laughs> yeah. her rocking chair showed up right yeah. beside Rambo, yeah. or maybe he turns into Annabelle, yeah. and that's why she's so good at killing because yeah. she's just Rambo. That's right. <laughs> if that's what happened, yeah, I would have just been like, oh, that's a ridiculous joke. That's that's good. Let's make that movie. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have believed it for a second. He wouldn't have. No. Damn. Come on. Uh, I don't really know what else is coming up in the next few weeks. Hey, what? This came out this week. This actually looked really interesting. Apparently no theaters are showing it. Villains. I think there's a good movie coming out this upcoming week. Or a bigger one, maybe? Yeah. Or it might be the week after. Coming soon. Abominable. Judy. Never mind. The Day Shall Come. First Love. The Golden Glove. See more coming soon. Okay, September 27th, so that's next week. No, in two we weeks. We might not have anything next week. Yeah, it doesn't look like we've got anything next week. Next. Yeah, Joker. Draw for sure watching, but I may not be able to record. Oh. That's that's it that week, and then it's Gemini Man on the 11th, Maleficent, Zombieland, Jojo Rabbit. Dang, dude, this is a stacked week, 18th. The Lighthouse is also that week? Dang. All right. Oh, yeah, we don't, there's going to be kind of a lull, and then there will be some, some pickup action towards the end of the year because there's definitely some big stuff coming up. we got Star Wars at the end of this year. Joker's going to be another big one. Gemini Man, probably a biggish one. I'm really looking forward to Zombieland and Jojo Rabbit. There's definitely some good stuff. I actually really want to see The Lighthouse, too. That seems really good. What about... This went way longer than the hour that Mike was hoping. Almost two. Four movies. We, We detailed three of them. Greatly, well, kind of detailed all of them pretty in depth. But yeah, overall, three good ones, one not so good one to a Garbaggio if you listen to Frank. So yeah, come back for more film review action. Keep an eye out for the podcast guest coming Wednesday. 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 Oh shit! Oh, too early. Yeah. <laughs> we just press play. Um, that technical mishap. Keep an eye out for that podcast coming out Wednesday, 
And uh, we might be not have a pot, or uh, I guess an episode in two weeks. Yeah, three. I guess. Yeah, we'll be able. To, we'll definitely have one next week, but possibly I, at least I won't be able to record. Po- probably on. We should just cut this one into two pieces. And then post this one. Hey, this is our first one back after two weeks off, so it's fine. It's it's long. Uh-huh. You two could possibly uh-huh. record on that. Uh-huh. The week I might be, might be out. Uh-huh. We'll keep you all updated. Thanks for listening. All right, see y'all next week. Bye. Later.